You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. First base, what do we do? We'll break it down on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. Today is Tuesday, February 7th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's take a little look at our first base position preview, Scott. We'll start off just an outlook at the position. What do you think about it overall? And what's your strategy? What do you find yourself doing most? Well, leaving pitcher aside, just looking at the hitter positions, first base is one of three positions where I feel like you can afford to wait. There are options available in the middle of the draft that are, you know, at least looking at last year's number, comparable to some of the early round options. They may not come with the same assurances, but you could see them performing up to that level. And and so I like to take advantage of that by waiting. I, I actually think first base is of, of the three positions where you can wait the one where you probably wait the longest because even if, even if you get burned and, and missed out on the, 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 mid-round range of picks because you're just waited so long. You know, I, I like a lot of lay-round options there. I like up-and-comers like Tristan Casas and Miguel Vargas, two rookies this year who should make the opening day roster. And I'd be okay with them as my starter if it really came down to it. I'd rather them be corner and field, DH, bench option, whatever. But I really like their upside. And if they bust, if they don't pan out, first base is also the position where I feel like you're most likely to find a bat off the waiver wire midseason because it has such a low defensive threshold. And so that allows big bats to gravitate it toward it in a way that's been historically true, but we kind of lost sight of during the juice ball era when it was pretty easy for middle infielders to hit home runs as well. All right. Well, all things considered, Scott, uh, upside, downside, ADP. Who is the first baseman that you want most in drafts? I can never narrow it down to one name. Okay, so Vinny Pasquantino, I love. He goes a little earlier than the mid-round range I'm talking about, so it probably won't be him. More likely, it'll be Christian Walker or Rowdy Telez, two players who we could say were one-hit wonders last year, but uh, produced big power numbers. I think both hit around 36 home runs. And um, there's reason in both cases to think their batting average can improve. They underperform their expected batting average and and the shift ban, even for Walker, a right-handed hitter, I think could help. Yeah, I actually agree with you completely on Rowdy Telez. I don't dislike Christian Walker either. I I think he's a little bit tougher to uh, rank compared to, you know, some of those mid early round players, but yeah, there were two of uh, 10 players who hit 35 or more home runs last year, Christian Walker and Rowdy Telez. The one that I find myself drafting most is Rowdy Telez. You mentioned he hit 219 last year. His expected batting average was 252, and he made a clear change in his approach as well. Career high, 45% fly ball rate. He hit the ball really hard. 12.9% barrel rate. That was fourth among qualified first basemen. So I expect the batting average to get a little bit better. 240, 250, 30 plus home runs. I think that's attainable for Rowdy Telez this season. Who is a player you are avoiding, Scott, a bust at the first base position? I don't want to call go so far as to call this guy a bust. And I I, I picked a different bust for the full length podcast. Um, but I I don't see myself drafting a lot of Matt Olson. I don't see myself drafting a lot of any of the early 
round first baseman because I, I just think you got to focus on those scarcer positions early. But Matt Olson specifically for having kind of a disappointing season, it doesn't seem like a discount is being applied to his cost. And, you know, mention a guy I just mentioned who I'm drafting a lot, Christian Walker. You look at his numbers last year and Matt Olson's numbers last year, virtually identical. And yet they're being drafted 60 plus spots apart right now. And again, I like... I feel like Walker was probably his absolute close to his absolute best self last year. Well, Olsen, we've we've seen be better and I, I think has a better chance of improving on last year's numbers. But again, what you'd be giving up to draft Olsen, I don't think is worth whatever little advantage he gives you uh, in terms of predictability and, and potentially upside. Someone I find myself avoiding, Scott, is the name you did mention on the Full Lane podcast. That is CJ Crone. We saw some worrisome signs last year in terms of plate discipline. The strikeout rate went from 21% in 2021 to 26% last year. The walk rate also dropped, and he really fell off in the second half. 197 batting average, 604 OPS. His barrel rate, his hard contact went down in that second half as well. So uh, he's not getting any young, younger. CJ Crone entering his age 33 season. He still has Coors Field. You got to worry about those home road splits. I think he's okay, but uh, I, there are other first basemen I like going right around him or, frankly, even going you know 40 to 50 spots later in the draft. So probably not going to have CJ Crone on my teams this season. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye.